Welcome to Women of Substance. Today I have a special guest that I've known for years, Glenda Richardson Parr, and she is a CEO and Executive Director of Bundle of Hope Adoption and Family Services. Uh, she established this ministry, really, in 1998, and it is certified and um, registered with the state of Florida. Uh, and so interesting, the things of uh, how she accomplished this and what she has learned and, and really um, done, uh, stepped out by faith and done all these years. Um, and so you'll you'll really be inspired by her. Uh, she has her uh, degree in sociology, law, psychology, and then at, also a master's in biblical counseling. She is a licensed and ordained minister and certified to teach behavior management. She's also established Children Left Behind Christmas Gifting Program. And last year they gave away 2,000 items to um, toddlers and elementary age and even high schoolers. Um, so you'll enjoy uh, being inspired by her and encouraged. And once again, I want to, I want these podcasts to encourage you to do what God has put in your heart. Maybe you're not called to do a bundle of hope adoption um, agency, but whatever you're called to do, let what she's done inspire you in that in that way, and encourage you and embolden you to do what God's called you to do. Listen and, and be blessed today. Welcome today to Women of Substance. I am thrilled today to have a longtime friend, and her name is Glenda Carr. Hi, Glenda. Hey. <laughs> and she's in Panama City, uh, today and lives there now and uh, works there and uh, just you know you have done so well with uh, families for so many years and I just have stood back and admired your work and um, all that you've done through Bundle of Hope and it is an adoption and family service company and and uh, you're the executive director you're the founder you're the CEO. And um, I can't wait for everyone to hear all about this, Glenda. Now, we met years ago. How many years ago? <laughs> Back in the 90s. <laughs> long time, long time ago. But uh, time flies when you're having fun, right? Yes. Now, uh, tell us about how you started Bundle of Hope. I, well, how it really started was I couldn't have children. I had a, a daughter biologically that had a chromosome disorder. And so, of course, all I wanted to be growing up was a mom. Yeah. And so when I remarried back in the 90s, my husband couldn't have children, so I wanted to adopt. I had a really bad experience through the whole thing. Um, but my passion started rising up for the orphans and for the children that nobody wanted or or maybe not wanted, but couldn't parent at that time. <clears throat> so at that time, um, when this happened, um, I started exploring adoptions and we had a girl in the church that got pregnant and I started holding her hand through um, pregnancy the whole nine months and she decided to parent, which that's okay. 
because yeah. the fact that we didn't, she didn't get an abortion and she decided to parent the child. But yeah. I was heartbroken from the experience. And, um, <clears throat> and I knew there was something out there or somebody out there that I just needed to grab onto. Mm-hmm. So um, I uh, started contacting lawyers and saying I wanted to adopt a baby. They're going, there's a three to five year wait. Um, it, it was just scary. It was just yeah. the whole thing was just scary. I didn't know really what I was getting into because that the other situation just fell into my to my arms. So at that time, um, I we were over in Costa Rica. I thought maybe I should adopt from an international. We were over there doing a um, conference <clears throat> for church, and um, I was looking into maybe going to the orphanages and see what's happening at the same time. There was a girl mm-hmm. that picked our profile over here in the United States. So when we came back, um, we got that phone call and I adopted my son. Oh. And right after that, we had all these terrible experiences, with Caliban shootings. And, mm. um, and and I knew there was more than just adopting my one son. He was just maybe a few months old. And I was finishing school at that time as well. I wanted to go into Christian counseling. <clears throat> so. Um, when the shooting happened, I started crying out for the Lord and I fell asleep and the Lord came to me in a dream and told mm-hmm. me to start an adoption agency and name it Bundle of Hope. So we all can have the hope that we all have through Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so, you know, you get that message mixed in with the passion, but you have no knowledge. So right. it was to me, it was like, okay, now what? And it was just amazing how the Lord just showed me the path, little at a time, put the puzzle together. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't an attorney, and I wasn't a, a, a psychiatrist, and so I didn't know how I was even going to do this. But I was right. determined because I knew if God tells us to do something, we do it. And the passion in my heart for these children was, you know, yearning to do the right thing. Now, my son is um, interracial. He is African-American, white, Dominican Republic, German, high 57 kid. Um, So the lawyer said the reason I got the phone call suddenly was because of the fact that he was mixed. Mm -hmm. And not everybody wanted to adopt mixed children at that time. And it it was harder to place. And so that was the first thing I went to. I'm like, well, what happens to these children? If you don't yeah. find a homie, so they go to the state foster care. Well, back in 1998, that's what happened. It doesn't happen anymore, so suddenly, but back then it did. And right. so I started just calling attorneys and agencies and go, hey, look, don't let these children go into foster care. I will find the family. So yeah. I was going to a church of 10,000 members at that time, and I went to my pastor, and he let me get up to front of the church and say, if you're looking to adopt, contact Glenda. And it just exploded. Isn't just, it was it was so God. I mean, it just yeah. exploded. And so then I was facilitating. So uh, and not really knowing what I was doing one bit. I was just <laughs> when they say fake it till you make it. I was definitely there. <laughs> and so um, I I said, you know, I just want to do this an agency by myself because it was really overwhelming because I had the, all these attorneys and all these agencies. I had to get people from the church come to my home, volunteer. I was still trying to go 
to school, finish my, mm -hmm. you know, my, my degree. And right. I had a new baby. So it mm -hmm. was like, whoa. So at this point, I noticed that, that we couldn't say that we only wanted to put the children in Christian homes. And right. there was no way I was going to put a child. I was going to be part of putting a child in a non-Christian home because I wanted them, of course, to be raised with the word. Yeah. And so um, I went to an organization and said, what can I do to just place in Christian homes? They said, well, you need to change the law. I'm like, no problem. <laughs> so I decided to go down to Tallahassee with my little boy in his little carriage, knocked on doors and told them I've been doing this for a while. But I only want to place in Christian homes. And I was just amazed at the favor that I had. Wow. But we had people praying. We had our prayer warriors mm -hmm. all around us and, and prayed for favor. And so it took two years and I passed mm. the law. And I'm actually the only adoption agency in the whole state of Florida that does not have to place my children in non-Christian homes. Praise God. Yes. But I don't take state or federal funding. That was my agreement yep. with them. Right. So I'm like, no, we don't want your money. We don't yeah. need your your Medicaid for the children. What we want to do is place it in two-parent family, a, a woman and a man, right. and, and raise them the ways of the Lord. Sure. We've done over a 1,000 of these so far, oh. and um, we're expecting a 1,000 more. Praise God. Yes. It's, it's so uh, amazing to hear this because... Um, you know, sometimes uh, the Lord will talk to you about doing something. And I don't know about you, but I've, uh, my first thing is, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I, don't, I feel unqualified and I don't have the, maybe the experience or the know-how, or maybe I don't even feel like I have the education, you know, in, in certain areas. Um, and so I think it's wonderful that you just, like you said, you just pressed in and decided to do what you could do. And, and, you know, you kind of learn along the way. Sometimes we make mistakes, but that's okay. And I know I've made plenty of them. But then, too, I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. And uh, it really is satisfying to, to, to say I am doing the will of God, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the really cool thing is through all of this, um, of course, we're pro-life. Um, mm -hmm. And... To tell you the truth, when I was really thinking about it the other day, I go, well, I'm also pro-choice because my choice is adoption. So yeah. there's pro-life or pro-adoption. And I wanted these girls to know that when a heartbeat starts and to not yeah. listen to Planned Parenthood and that they needed to know the truth. So we opened up a medical facility that gave the Jacksonville Beach free sonograms. And I got a mm -hmm. doctor on staff. and. And, and free medical care. And we did it for a while. I mean, it was just overwhelming to me mm. where we had to finally close it because I just couldn't do it all. I didn't have um, enough volunteers and employees to be able to. But for a good year, we saved a lot of lives to that as well. And that was exciting. They I'm could so place good. for adoption. They could parent. And 99% parented. And I was really okay with that. Ooh. So it was Great. awesome. Then we we ended up opening up an office, and um, we were in Jacksonville, and we opened an office in Daytona, and then um, we opened up an office in Fort Walton Beach. Actually, it was in a church, and they had a maternity home, so it was perfect. And yeah. so we had an office downtown Jacksonville, and then Panama City, since it's my hometown, I wanted to give back to my community. So 
we tried to open it full blown and then it was just again too much and then we finally did a few years ago so i'm excited to be here and in the meantime we've opened up a children left behind program for christmas gifting for children who can't have christmas we started helping the women that um, had kids left at the house that they didn't place the girls financially were still in a bad place Mm -hmm. and so i'm like how do you have christmas for your kids and it just started being a question mm-hmm. and then started being a passion and a concern. And then we went from 40 and last year we had 428. So mm-hmm. it's totally grown through Panama City and we couldn't do it without Bay County helping, of course. The yeah. city's very excited and they, they've really got on top of it with me. So that's just another thing, place with how we've expanded to help the children. Um, right. We put a Bible, we put a Bible in all of their um their Christmas bags last year. We for the little ones we gave the toddlers and then the teenager and the adults. And thank you, Cindy Black, Pastor Cindy Black in Atlanta. <laughs> She's one up. She wanted to be a part of that. She goes, oh, I want to do the Bibles. I'm like, Amen, sister. So uh, that <laughs> was exciting. Well, sure. That's so generous. She's so generous, isn't she? I love her. Oh, yes, love yes, her. yes. And yeah. y'all did what? Two thousand of those? Two thousand items? We in had there? two thousand items. We mm-hmm. we let the kids have um, clothes and shoes, mm-hmm. and then three wishes. And so it was over two thousand. We had to stuff those bags and uh, a lot and of 50, work, but a lot. Did of you work. gave away fifty bikes? We did. Well? <laughs> yeah, we had around fifty bikes. Yes. Oh, exciting! What great work! Oh, yes. It's and um, so you have a wonderful website that um, I was reading through and uh, has so much information about adoption and um, even an application if you'd like to an- adopt, right? Yes, yes. When you, when you, you know, I hate to say no to people that they can't adopt, but the bottom line is not everybody can. Right. Um, there's, there's legals that we have to abide by. And um, and then we have extra policies that my agency goes by, and and the the legals are you can't be a felon, and you have to have no um, Department of Children and Family calls, and you have to be financially stable. And there's a social worker will come out and make sure everything's in order. But yeah. we also request they have CPR certification. And um, their pastors do a statement of faith, and then they have to let us know um, their spiritual walk with the Lord. And we just want right. to make sure it's something that we're that we feel comfortable with. You know, we feel like we're accountable to the Lord for where yeah. these children go. And once we release it to the parent, then they're accountable to the Lord on how right. they raise their child. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, and then there's questions even uh, on there that birth moms would ask. Um, so you work with both the birth mom and the adoptive mom um, yes. on, on the whole during the during before, during, and even after the adoption. Uh, correct. Correct. Yes. So we do, we hold the, the mom's hand, you know, we make sure she gets to the doctor and she's taking her vitamins and eating properly. And, and we try to guide her the best we can and sure. um, pray for her. And she knows that our children only go into Christian homes. And so a girl will come to us if that's what they're looking for, yeah. uh, a Christian home, because that's the only 
way we can possibly do their adoption for them. But these girls, they grab my heart. And mm-hmm. um, most of them are, I say majority, all of them are, are precious to us, yeah. of course, to Christ. And they yeah. just had, um, they're, they're, it's just at that time, mainly it's because there's not a father in place for the child. And they realize that it's, it's, t- it's tough. And yeah. it's not because they don't love a child. They sure. absolutely love their baby and they want the best for their home. And, and so we help them. We show them three profiles that adoptive families have to put together for us. It's mm-hmm. basically a life story on paper. And we let them choose the family out of those three that we pray for before we show them. And yeah. then they, they can meet them. They can have, you know, a semi-open adoption or open. We don't do closed because the reason for that is um, adoptive mom needs some information to be able to share with, with their children, part of their yeah. story on how much they love their birth mom. So right. it's, it's really a, a really cool connection. That's wonderful. Um, and, you know, you've made so many connections there in Panama City uh, with churches. Um, I'm reading the list here. State attorney offices, first responders, restaurants, pharmacies, uh, business people that have helped and, and that you've connected with. It just takes the whole community, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> to, do, to do what you're doing. Yes. And, and the more people that want to help me, the better it is. Sure. Of course. Kind of let, let, let go, let God, and let people. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, you're, you grew up in church um, and then kind of strayed from the Lord and then got back with him and have continued to serve him in, in all these years. And yes. that's a wonderful testimony. And I just love your uh, reverence for God and how you translate that into your adoption, you know, agency. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to just encourage women with today? You know, I always tell everybody to go with their passion. You know, sometimes passion takes a college education. Sometimes passion doesn't. Yeah. But God, God puts that on our heart. And so right. pray and ask, you know, what, what do you do with your passion that can help make this world a better place and always include Christ in the middle of it. And you're not, you can't go bad. You can't go wrong if yeah. he's not in your path. So um, we definitely um, have to breathe, breathe and, and pray for everything. We've seen so many miracles in these children's lives and these birth moms' lives and, um, you know, I always go just that one might be the person that's going to cure cancer or another yeah. Billy Graham or another Scarlet. You know, <laughs> just we, <laughs> we, we don't know. But all we know is we can do the best we can and, and put one foot forward. And it says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered. And we ask God to order up our footsteps and, and guide yeah. us in all we do. And we, yes. can't, we can't go wrong that way. That's so true. And I love, you know, I want to reiterate to people who are listening that you said, you know, the Lord spoke to you about it. You uh, said yes. And then he started opening the doors. And um, I think that, you know, hearing from God, praying, like you said, and getting with him and then um, letting him kind of lead and guide. But um, 
you know, there, there are steps that you have to take and, uh, you know, almost like a risk, we call it faith, <laughs> you know, yes. that you just have to step out and kind of be bold and you do did. that, do, you know, the first step, make a, make some motion, make some action and do a first step. And, and what I hear you say is that was kind of with your pastor in your local church saying, I'm going to facilitate this. If people want to adopt babies, is that right? Kind of how you got Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 the wild thing, it was never scary for me. And That's I just great. knew he was never going to let me down. I'm just probably, you know, they always say Jesus is like a brother. Well, he's your best friend, your brother, and your answer. So, you know, as long as he was God in me, I was good. And I really, now, since it's been since 1998, I look back and go, whoa, I can't believe I wasn't scared because I know more than I did that. Then, but you know, I, I I still have to to reach out for him daily, and um, we still have to fast and pray. Yeah. And the miracles that we see are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So if you're in this in this my my ministry is a blessing because the fact that I get to see the manifestations of everything we work so hard for in this beautiful baby, yeah. and we have stories of girls who went to abort. They didn't take. We have a baby that was just born that only had four toes on each foot. But the amazing thing is they were spaced out perfectly. And if somebody didn't count those toes, you would never know. Oh. So it's so cool. We we had a baby born at 22 weeks. That's less than what girls are aborting these days. Mm. And they told me that the baby had brain bleeds and it was going to be severely handicapped and all these issues. And I, and I go, I don't believe you. And they would look at me like I was crazy. I'm like, don't speak that over this baby, you know? And, and they finally just gave up on my craziness and just go with me now. <laughs> they go, we don't know what you're doing, but it's working. It's like, it's God, 100% Jesus Christ here. So we, we believe and we will stand in that gap as much as we need to for that, for that child. And then yeah. the adoptive families that come in, you know, they're going to stand in that gap too, because that's their baby. That's yes, their, of That's course. their baby. That's their dream. That's, you know, that's what they've been wanting. They say there's a few things that's worse than a, a desert fire and, and that's a barren woman. So we don't mess with them. <laughs> we just... <laughs> We learned real quick. Remember that? Remember that bear and woman thing? So we don't get in the way. (laughs) Oh, well, it's just so, uh, you know, amazing and remarkable what you're doing. And we we thank God for you, Glenda. And and we'd like to have you back on another time to share and encourage us in other ways and, um, you know, uh, talk about more, uh, maybe even more of the miracles and things that have it's it's good to hear the supernatural part of of these things, isn't it? How God intervenes oh, yes. and works. It's, yes. Does does what he does what we can't do. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank we God just have you. to we have to be that vessel, girl. We just have to be the yeah. vessel for Christ and he'll do the rest. Amen. That's exactly right. Well, again, if you would like to get in touch with Glenda, um her uh, bundleofhope.org website is available. It has a place that you can contact them. And also on that website is a tremendous amount of information and it's very informative. And um, I just wish you all the best and we're praying for you. 
Also, Thank if you. people want to do something to give or uh, make contributions of some kind, they can do that also on the website? Yes, they can. Yes, okay. thank you. Thank yeah. you. So be sure, um, and if this, you know, something on your heart, I think a lot of times the first uh, step is to sow into someone that's doing these kind of, kinds of things. And uh, Glenda has, has taken this on and, and done such a tremendous job for so many years. So it would be good to sow into her ministry and, um, and uh, praise God, see all those needs met and go forward. Do everything that God's called you to do. Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank sure you. It's great you. seeing you again. I love you to pieces. I love you too. We'll see you soon. Okay. Okay, girl. All right. Bye. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening today. And um, I just encourage you to go on that website because it's so interesting. And maybe you're not even interested in adopting or, um, uh, you know, you, you know, you don't know if you would want to have a new baby in your in your house, et cetera. But it's good to to learn about these things because you never know when you might run into a young girl or a family that wants to uh, adopt and you would have some information to give them and, um, you know, be informed. So I encourage you to do that. It's, it's really precious. Uh, some of the stories and some of the testimonies on that website, I'll tell you when I was reading through there it brought tears to my eyes and uh, it's just such a, a precious ministry. Uh, when you're thinking about the life of a child, a baby, so um, be sure and do that. Until next time, and we encourage you to tell someone else about the podcast that might need some empowerment or some encouragement. And uh, of course, we want you to tune back in too. Thank you so much. God bless you. Hi, I want to invite you to a very special event that we're having this spring. It's April 30th and May 1st, which is a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, it all starts uh, Saturday morning at 930 with a women's seminar and luncheon. Uh, I'll be teaching and a friend of mine, Reverend Pam Bollinger, will be teaching. And then we're going to have a wonderful lunch. It's free of charge. We do ask that you call to make reservations so that we'll know how much food to have. But I know you're going to love it. We have special guests Singers, Rhonda Pihala, Cindy Black, Greg Black, and my wonderful husband, David Horton. So we have great music. We've even invited some more musicians, so there might be some other surprises there for you. But ladies, come to this. We had one in uh, in the right before Christmas, and it was so nice and so much fun. So we've decided to have another one. And then that evening, Saturday evening, April 30th at 6.30, we're going to have a Holy Spirit meeting. And this is for men and women. Um, again, we're just going to operate in the gifts of the Spirit as the Spirit of God leads. We might have some teaching, some preaching, a lot of wonderful music. And so come be with us 6.30 Saturday evening. And then Sunday uh, morning at 10 a.m., Reverend Cindy Black will be bringing the message for us she is a powerhouse. You're going to love her. And so the whole weekend, we're calling Empowerment Weekend. 
April 30th and May 1st. Now, it's at Grace Harvest Church, our church, which is beautiful, beautiful sanctuary. Uh, it's in Holiday, Florida, so we're right in the Tampa Bay area, and you can come be with us, enjoy this beautiful Florida weather. And for more information, you can find um, all kinds of things out at HortonMinistries.com. And I know that you will be blessed, spirit, soul, and body. So plan to come and attend this wonderful event, April 30th and May 1st. God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We passed our local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.